Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Boy, you floated to the right place. Times are rising, and you are crashing through. We got Doc and Ziggy with the flood. Was cracking, ladies I, and gentlemen. So before we get into anything, I need to do a really important word from the lighthouse. The uh, person we were talking to about last week. Can who I was do this shot, one? Can I do this one? Because yes. I feel like, on behalf of my delegation, I need to correct myself. I was in the heat of the moment, and I misspoke. Before we come for me, let's all know that I knew I was talking about Philando Castile, rest in peace, but it's been so many incidences, I was literally, before we were getting ready to start this, I was going to look up the list for y'all and run down the list of incidences, but I was talking about- I was actually going to say, the fact that you got the names mixed up is the problem in itself. Thank you, thank you, because that's the real problem. Not me getting the name wrong, because Alton Sterling was still a victim of police brutality. Philando Castile, still a victim of police brutality. I also knew exactly who you were talking about. Yeah, so, and I think y'all knew who I was talking about too. I just misspoke when I went to go say the name. But just for clarification, let's say the name one more time. Philando Castile. Rest in peace. Say the name. Alton Sterling. Rest in peace. Mike Brown. Rest in peace. peace. Freddie Gray. Rest in peace. Tamar Rice. Rest in peace. You all get the picture. You get the point. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Anyway. Breon Taylor, rest in peace. <laughs> Come on, man. This shit is depressing, and it's sad, and I don't even like talking about it. Those are shout-outs we don't want to do. No, they're not. No, let's end the rest in peace t-shirt trend. Let's end that. Yep. But... Here we are. I will say the, like, free whoever shirts, as long as they're, like, hilarious, I, I'm all about. Like, my friend my friend Ducky got locked up uh, uh, years ago, and, like, he got locked up for some stuff he definitely should have gotten locked, locked up, up for. Locked up for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we had a, I had a shirt made of him where it said, free Ducky, and the picture of him was, like, lighting a bowl. Uh, uh, yo, but that's... I, I felt abs- like that was the free Earl, fuck his mob thing with our yeah. future. The absurdity, yeah... Free yeah. Earl, fuck Earl's mob. The absurdity of the free my homie t-shirt when you know your homie is locked up for doing some shit he ain't had no business doing, we gotta end that trend too. Like, stop right. saying free to homie when a homie did an armed robbery and beat a pregnant woman in the head. <laughs> Seriously, free Earl, fuck Earl's mom. Like, that wasn't getting it locked up. That was like... That was, yeah. But I mean, Earl There free are now. times where it's legit though, like the free, free make mill. Yeah, yeah. You know when, and I find it hilarious that Beyonce said that shit, and the next thing you know, Meek Mill was free. The power of Beyonce. The power of the hive. Yep. But. I mean, also, I think Jay-Z has a lot to do with it, too. I mean, Jay-Z got a lot of money. Like, people like to front on him because his music money don't go as far as Beyonce's music money does. But then again, I mean. Tom Brady makes less money than his wife. Has for a very long time. Does he for real? Yes, Giselle Bunchen is like the biggest Brazilian supermodel in the world. Well, at, at least was, but I mean, she probably still. It's like she's she's for the longest time made more money than Tom Brady. I believe it. 
I believe the, Why do you what? think Brady's never had a, a major massive contract until now? Oh, good point. He has just kind of been free agent floating. Like, well, no, he's just he, he is, hasn't been he signed for as much money. No. Like, he never needed to be. No. And then eventually, like you know, I understand, but is like his talk- ego hit a point where he's like, "Look, no, show me appreciation." So, I it, I get it though. Like, I'm not it, mad at him. Is it toxic masculinity though? Is Tom Brady a role model because he's comfortable with his wife making more money than him? I believe so. Why not? I think at a certain point, him wanting to make the big bucks was not anything to do with his wife's income. I think it was more of a please show me the respect that I have given you guys over the past 20 years. Yeah, and he never bitched about it. Like, it'd be different if he was like, come on, guys, just because she makes more money than me. Like, mm mm. Who are some other famous people who you think wives make more money than them? Um, whew. I don't know because I'm not really. I was. I was just asking. Not, the like first you. person that popped in my head was Gabby Yu, but I think those two are, might just be comparable. Mm. I don't know. It, what, what was she in? It's Scandal, right? No, it's not Scandal. Ooh, I'm gonna get. Ooh, I'm gonna get raked over the coals for that. Not Will Smith and Jada. They kind of just float forever oh, right now. I'm sorry. No disrespect to Jada, but there's the, I doubt that her yeah, checks are coming no anywhere. No way. No way. Anywhere close to Will's. Um, hmm. Oh, here's an obvious one. Uh, Scarlett Johansson and oh, the being... guy that she's getting married to from SNL. No way Scarlett makes less money than the guy who's on SNL. Right. Yeah, even if she was, like, the weakest Avenger. <laughs> like, she was still getting... And the show with Gabrielle Union is uh, Being Mary Jane, DT Dubs, just so, you know, for future references. Cause and so you save you you save yourself from the I save I save both of us. Okay. I save both of us, because you might need that later on down the line. Fair. But, Fair. Yeah, Gabby like definitely... We walk, like, like, we get to the, the door of the cookout, and they're like, what was the show that Gabby you was in? Mm. And we'll be like, fuck. <sighs> Shit. Shit. No, that's Viola Davis. No, shit. shit. It's always Viola Davis. <laughs> oh, man. I believe this is another Shonda Rhimes show, though. Nope, I'm wrong about that, too. Yep. <laughs> we're Sometimes wrong we're today. wrong. Sometimes we're wrong, We guys. can admit when we're wrong. That's a very, very admirable trait, by the way. It shows... Admit when you're wrong. Humility. We're willing to grow, and we're willing to learn. Also, it shows your open-mindedness and your ability to listen, and an ability to accept responsibility yep. and fault. And an easy way to resolve conflict. Do you know it's also one of the funniest things in the world when, like, you're in a really heated argument and then you admit that you're right and the person you're arguing with wants to stay angry, but they're just, like, fuming there, like, paused for a second. Like, you just hit him with the biggest, like, Yo, did you heavy shake. Like, like you just you hit him with the biggest heavy shake crossover. Now, huh? Did you peep your Freudian slip just now? I wish we could run this back because you said, isn't it funny when you admit that you're right and the person wants to continue arguing? I know you meant wrong. Yeah. I know you meant wrong, but you were like, I'm never wrong. Yeah, no, like I, I, I can definitely admit when I am wrong. I have a hard time with it. Um, um, I'm sure my fiance will like, tell when you, you I admit, have a hard time with it. Like there are times I'll be like a really hated argument and I'll be like, you're right. Yeah. And they'll, they'll just sit there like fuming, but speechless how do you apologize um for starters by admitting that i was wrong do you use i am sorry uh i usually use 
Or do you just? I apologize, but it depends on the context. Like if it's like something where I was like definitely in the wrong, I'll be like I apologize or I'm sorry. Okay. If it was something where it was like an accident, I'll probably just generally say my bad. But that also brings me to a point. There, have you noticed a vernacular difference between generations? Where the younger generations have like no problem saying my bad. Yeah. Where or like, um, they don't... somebody will say thank you and we'll say no problem. Yeah. Instead because of you're welcome. Yes. Where older older generations generally expect to hear you're welcome or it's uh, the formality of the words. Well, not only that, it shows that the younger generation has a natural inclination to help because it's not a problem to help. I don't even think it's that. I think our generation, especially with, like, our vernacular and the way we talk to each other, understands context a little bit more. That's why we can communicate through emojis and shit like that, and old people don't get how to use emojis and shit like that. Because we don't Microsoft need... Microsoft Word. Yeah. We don't need the formality of the I'm sorry a lot of the time to understand that okay he's saying my bad that's him humbling himself to admit that he was wrong like you know we don't have to say i'm sorry most of the time sometimes it's good to pull a keith sweat and be like baby please baby baby please yeah and it's like it's i think i had an example of it with my mom where she just she has a lot of the i'm older so i know more i'm a mass media comm major for college, so like we study things like you know advertising, right, and stuff like that. advertising and rules the world. She's working on building her social media profile for uh, her up and coming realtor reality business. Okay, and she had this one where it was like a picture of a really classy, nice house um, on the beach. You had like your thistle weeds all in front. Mm. Mm. It looks like it's on the Outer Banks. Right, yeah, so it would be the cover of, and like, it's, Vacation She has, like, her picture down in the corner, her, her like, the, the color scheme is very, like, light blue, white, and then, like, the green of the leaves, and her, her uh, tagline is over in the right in big, bold, red, and I, I don't mean, like, red, I mean, like, red letters. Like, and I fire walk past, engine red. Yes, and I walk past without even, like, thinking for a second that it's my mom and how she's going to take this and i'm like i really hope you're not going to fucking use that Ooh, ooh. and she's like what and i'm like that looks atrocious oh god damn subtlety is key you and she's like why and i'm like mom you are an interior designer would you put that big red thing over in the corner no also as a buyer i'm looking at this as a consumer so why would i look like somebody who why would I go and trust somebody with my mortgage when they don't even know how to use Microsoft Word, clearly? Ooh. Or Ooh. have a basic sense of taste. Yo, did you shoot that hard, though? Like... No, but I mean, that's like everything that was going... I, I, all right, okay, I, so that all right, was I what pulled, was going through. I, it was a longer dialogue yeah. after that because I had to, your, I had to help punch, her with though. it. Yeah. But I gave her all of those points okay. over an elongated period of time. I just need to time. know you pulled your punch, though. like, Because I'm like, you can't swing at mom like that. Like, I get it. I get it. I, I understand the relationship. But... <laughs> Oh, you gotta! I feel where you coming. No, from. I, it was almost you, just like a sense of like you should know better. Almost than like this. disappointment. I was yeah, like, Mom, yeah. you should know better than this. Exactly. 
you're like, what is what 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 are you doing? Like, uh. and she was talking about doing her like video advertisement, you know, to like just off of her webcam, and I'm like, no, Ooh, mom, no, no, and no. she's like, she was like, I was just gonna like hold it in front of the webcam. I'm like, no, mom. No, and she's you, like, well, I don't want to have to, like, set up a camera. I'm like, you're going to, to have to, to set up a camera. Right. Oh, God. No, son, did you show her videos of webcam advertisements? That's yes. What you, you did? Thank God. Because that's exact exposure therapy. Exposure therapy. Like, I'm trying to teach her about YouTube. Like, that there, Yeah. And she, like, I've had to come up and, like, I have some Photoshop experience. Okay. Like, I... That's more than I got, so I, I definitely have clip. some Photoshop experience, like... How do you think we got our logo? My Photoshop experience. Hey, hey, I I couldn't have done it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Go we are it. we are working on a little bit of an update. We'll keep you posted on that. Once again, tweet at us, guys. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We we want to learn. We want to grow so we can deliver to you better the product that we're trying to deliver to you. I, yeah, perfect. Actually, you know what I want to do? I want to take a little bit. Uh, a break here because I want to talk about that visual update with you so we can make sure that we have it as dope as we want it okay. for our fans. We'll, we'll talk about that off mic. Alright, Pokemon Heal music. And we back. And we back. So, like he was saying, we're going to have a lot of new stuff coming for you guys. Like I said, we're working on some visual aspects to the pod. We're getting ready to come at you with a whole new Damn It episode. We have, I, so, we have two Damn It's on Doc. Yep. We have we have one that we want to do on guns. And the other one we have on Doc that, we, that I already have all of the content ready, live, locked, and reloaded for a deep dive on Kendrick Lamar. Yep, and we're not going to get into it because we want y'all to tune in. We want y'all to hear what it is. But, you know, one of the aspects about this show is we take culture and we break it down to you guys. We bring it to you guys, the things that we feel like are impactful and really important to the moment that is happening. Because it's, it's so much content out there right now. I mean, this is another pod on top of all the pods that you already listening to. And we so happy that you here. Yep. We so happy you're that so you're here. You're so glad you're here. Yo, stay here. Don't go nowhere because we got lots of good shit coming for yeah. you. Yeah. And I mean, like, of all those podcasts, a lot of the upload daily. We, we're just like once or twice a week. We're yeah. not asking for much. No. Nope. Like an hour out of your day once a week. What's yeah. that? Come yeah. on. I mean, I, I listen to podcasts when I shower. Like, I'll get up, I'll, I'll turn on a podcast and shower, and, like, you know, I'll be a third of the way podcast, yep. a, a third of the way through the podcast when I'm done getting ready, and I'll be pretty much two-thirds of the podcast done when I get to work, and I'll be done the podcast when I leave work. And here's the beautiful part about this podcast. By the time you're done with us, you'll know what you have to listen to, what you have to check out, what you don't, what you can skip, what's bullshit. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here we're for. We're also here for a lot of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, we're going to bullshit with y'all, too, because we know how much y'all like that bullshit. That's why Tiger King became such a big fucking thing. Yeah. So, speaking of something that went on uh, streaming, I do want to make note that uh, one of the greatest American television shows... Of all time, are you calling it now, that already? Has now you calling it that stream- already? Yes, has now hit streaming, and take a guess what it is. Oh, oh my bad. I thought you were talking about something else. Nope. Take a guess what one of the greatest American TV shows of all time that hit streaming is. 
Is it the show that was ruined by the live action movie adaptation? It would be. It is Avatar. Dragon Ball Z. Oh. Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm. You shitbird. Aang versus Goku, though. Goku, come on now. Be realistic. I am being realistic. We're talking about The Last Avatar. It's Goku. Over The Last Avatar? So what if we're talking about old Aang, though? No. I mean... You right. still think old Aang? You still think? All right, so no, we're totally getting off point to the fact that this is one of the greatest pieces of American television produced of all time. For starters, let's considering what podcast you're on. Let's talk about representation. You have your strong female characters in Toph and Katara. I mean, Katara. Fair. they even did give Katara her own spinoff. Like you know, no, they gave. Uh, the next Avatar, Korra. Korra, Korra, my bad. Who Katara, Katara is in it. Yeah. And so is Toph. But you have your strong female characters. Each different region has the Earth Kingdom, the Water Tribe, the Air Nomads, and the Fire Nation. They all have very distinct Asian cultural influences that you can see. Oh, yeah. No, that's... I, I think that was part of the reason why the show became such a huge... Like thing, like a huge part of the like anime culture. One even of the though, greatest oh, pieces of redemption arc in history in Zuko. Look at Zuko's transformation through the entire series, fair, and he fair. becomes he's one of the greatest redemption stories ever. It's like more like than Uncle Iroh. Uncle, tell me you when he sang "Please from the Vine." Tell me you you tell me with a straight face that you didn't cry when Uncle Iroh sang. Leads from the vine. I didn't cry, per se. You had shivers and goosebumps. I definitely had goosebumps. I will... I will... Do you... The movie was directed by M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. I forgot about that. Exactly. I totally yes, you did. We all did. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, this show is, uh, is no, great. we talk about it because it's part of the show. No, I like, saw I saw one of the... So, they're doing a live-action remake on a series on Netflix, right? Wait, and it's hold on. It's being done by the original showrunners. So I saw a meme where it was like a castle, and the people at the top were like, "They're doing, uh, they're doing a live action, or uh, they're bring, they're doing a remake of Avatar. Open the gate. It's live action. Close the gate. It's done by the original showrunners. Open the gate a little. I'm pretty sure that's a Monty Python. It might be. <laughs> Very well, might be. Yo, but not nah, that's that's real because they already fucked that up once. They cover every it. time, every time, every time they do a live action remake of a popular anime, even if it's done by and y'all can fight me on this, even if it's done really by the Japanese viewing audience, it sucks. I have it's, a really hot take on this. Oh, do you? Yeah. The Japanese version of Full Metal Alchemist should have been largely white actors, considering Ooh. it's based in a European fictional version, and they have a distinct Asian side of the world in Shing. I agree with you. And I think I actually, it actually made it less believable as a result. I actually agree. Full with Metal you Alchemist on that. would have been a better release as an as a Western Hollywood release movie. I agree with you on that because I also, as an anime viewing 
you know, person who, you know, once people hear me say it like that, they won't think I actually watch anime, but I think it's weird that the Japanese have such a weird obsession with, like, European, like, history and, like, European, old European culture. Like, even Attack on Titan, I feel like, is mildly, like, that's European aesthetic, right? Like, can we... Cowboy Bebop. I, yeah, I mean... The Helsing. big O, his biggest influences is Batman the Animated Series. Helsing. Well, I mean, all anime is slightly based off of Disney cartoons. Like, if you want to go back into it, that's the reason why all the anime characters have wide eyes. is because Mickey Mouse and them had wide eyes. Well, I mean, if you want to go really, really into it, all media, all narratives of any kind stem uh, from yeah, the, the Bible, the classics, Shakespeare, and, and the Greek Homer. classics. Yeah, yeah and, and uh, mythology. Most Mostly Greek classics, though. Like, yeah. I mean, the Bible, a decent chunk, but I feel like a large amount of that. Greek classics and Because uh, even Shakespeare, Shakespeare was influenced like, by like, the Greek classics. Lion though, King like, is just Hamlet with animals. Ooh, welcome to Highbrow Talk with Doc and Ziggy. <laughs> well, if you want to really discuss it, all of Homer's influence actually came from the ancient Egyptians and the mystery schools that he learned at. All we got is one mic, one mic! <laughs> what would you do for an ex-subject? Why? Why? Actually, no, why do we always have to switch it. the subject just... when, we sw- when we talk about black stuff? <laughs> like, every time we talk about black stuff, we gotta switch the subject. I don't fucking understand it. Were well, we, we actually going on black stuff? Egypt is black? Like, when we talk about that, Ronald Egypt... Reagan is the devil, and the government is lying to you about 9-11. All of those things are true. I never said they were. Knowledge is power. And what would you do for a, a return to bar? subject? <laughs> oh, yeah, a return to subject. subject. Back to Avatar. Avatar. The last airbender and the cultural impact. Ooh, hot take, hot take. Is Avatar an anime? Yes. But it's produced by an American company. So? And an American art style. So? So is Boondocks. Yeah. I feel like there should have been more of a discussion here, but you're not. I mean, you. I agree. Um, for the most part. <laughs> I mean, but I don't. Like, I don't think everybody agrees see, though. I, I see think that's like the their point. own little thing, but I'm like, yeah. Like, it's just American like, anime. Like Castlevania is also anime, but I mean, like, I guess I would okay, say. Okay, so it's what? Like, I'd look at it as, like, American anime versus, you know, like, the new Ghost in the Shell on Netflix, where oh. it's, like, CGI anime. Uh, don't even it's give me... Like it's kind of like Don't even get me started on that. I I am... How do you feel about this CGI computer-generated anime? I mean, the new Ghost in the Shell's not that bad. But, does it give you that anime feel, though? Like, as a kid who was raised on Studio Ghibli, and... Akira. Which is also a its Dragon own Ball style of anime. I mean, yeah. So, are you just I'm arguing saying that, that it's a style? Genre, like, so, is, are you trying to say that it's a style choice that you're, you I'm, don't have a problem with? I'm saying that anime is not scotch. You, mm. Anime is not scotch. In okay. the sense that scotch is only scotch if it's produced in Scotland. Now... You want to know how you can tell when you have scotch versus whiskey? The spelling is different. 
W-H-I-S-K-E-Y means that it is a whiskey. If it doesn't have the E and it's W-H-I-S-K-Y, it is a scotch. So, so, unanimous decision. Avatar is an anime. Yeah, why not? You heard it here first. It's an anime. I mean, it's an American anime, but it's an anime. Ooh, okay. So, if just like Studio Ghibli is kind of like people refer to Studio Ghibli specifically as Studio Ghibli. Okay, so if Avatar is an anime, like Lupin the Third, if you look at Lupin bo- the Third, which okay. is an iconic anime, that's my it point. looks so drastic. It that's, looks like Inspector Gadget. That's my no. You know what it does look like though? American Dad. So is American Dad an anime? No. Hold on though. Hold on. I didn't say Family Guy. I said American Dad. There's a distinct difference is between the there two. ever scenes in American Dad where they have action lines flowing behind them for at least three seconds while they're loading for a power move? If the answer is no, then no, it's not an anime. I feel like there's definitely a scene in American Dad where Steve or Roger or even Stan is powering up for some odd reason for whatever reason. Shoryuken! Die, monster! You don't belong in this world! <laughs> so, my hot take, my does it float? No, but is American like, Dad an anime? No, it's oh, not. Now, no. I all right, think, all right, I, we'll, we'll leave that up for the audience to decide. The, the, we, I think we've covered the fact that Avatar is, is an, an extremely important well, yes. American anime, but like they, they covered like genocide, yeah, they, covered, no, it, they covered fascism. Yeah. And they did it, it all in a way that was digestible for kids. They covered gr- personal growth extremely well. And oh, I, yeah. I want to emphasize, it's, it's, one ex- of, it's so extremely important that they had characters of different genders, type, yeah. different gender, different races. Yeah. They all had... And it wasn't hand-fisted. Like, it didn't feel forced. Like, no, you they, had your strong female characters who also were, like... Female. They, they uh, were women. Uh... Mm, this is touchy territory to get into, but I definitely feel where you... Yeah, they were... They It didn't feel forced. That was the thing about Avatar that everybody could get behind. Like, it was a good story, and it was a story about nations fighting over cultural identities I was able to find myself to relate to every character on a different level, but I can understand the importance of characters for, like, like Toph and Katara for, like, my old roommate way more. It helped you be able to identify with another person's cultural differences and like mm-hmm. gender differences, and I and at least a, allowed you to apply an empathy that you might not have been like, oh, this think, is like think when about Avatar's with, ability yeah. to develop a personality for the animals in the show. It, think about Appa and Momo, like you, you. That's just you good. feel like yeah. you can talk to, to Appa and Momo. But that that was the point about Avatar. It wasn't just a fun cartoon. It was a good story. It was a story that it had, had something for yeah. That's what makes heart. a good story. That's what makes a good story. A good story isn't just a story that meets like an outline that you know like I oh find there's myself... a hero's journey. Uh, there's a downfall. Well, like, that's the funny thing is is the, the plot structure of Avatar is actually really elementary that's my point you can follow the plot structure really easily to make an award-winning piece of thing right that's what pop music is right the pop music to a t 
follows a structure. Every single pop song does now. It, it, it's to effect that they almost sound the same, but they've managed to keep them uniquely different. And the thing that works, the thing that makes good art is when you can follow that structure and still put in some kind of personal identity, mm-hmm. something soul, some soul to it. And, and Avatar had that soul to it. I have it's it's really kind of I'm rewatching this and I have not found myself watching anything where I have just found myself genuinely smiling. I'll just catch myself genuinely smiling when I'm watching this show and it's really nice. There aren't many things that I watch that just kind of get that genuine like wholesome reaction from me as I know but yes Avatar is an extremely important show and um, it shows good representation which brings me back to the point that Full Metal Alchemist would have been much more successful as a live re-adaptation as if it was done in a western studio I'm not saying the characters from Shing I don't shouldn't have been Asian. They should be. I am saying that you have a European based society where it's kind of hard to believe that Okay. Not like I, like the people from Ishval. They should have been like Middle Eastern. Or they should have been who would you say Ishval could have been? Uh Native American, like, I mean, they could have definitely been some kind of Southern Asian, like Southeast Asian, I guess. Yeah, but it's I don't even. Your also the, the is anime not, movie to be believable, like you said off wax, was like you would need something like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thank type you. Book. That was yeah, that was the point I was gonna make. Okay, so before we even start, I think all anime movies are bad because you can't. And let's be honest, they are all bad. You They're can't, all bad. it's like video game movies, right? It's the video game movie curse. If you're going to come at that kind of a remake, if you're going to come at a remake with that, like, if you're going to come at something like that, you have to approach it with the same kind of vigor that they approach the Marvel movies with. Not the DC movies, the Marvel movies. You gotta throw your whole fucking hand on the table. Like, <laughs> because, or else it's not gonna translate. It happened with the Doom movies. It happened with the Resident Evil movie. It happened the with... The CGI one with Leon was fine. But that's because it was CGI and it had Leon. It happened with the Final Fantasy movie. What movie? Fu- exactly. Continue. <laughs> My point, exactly. If you don't throw all the money at it, it's not going to work. And a lot of the times, I feel like... A- yeah, a major problem with a lot of the anime movies is they try to appeal to their Western audience and they lose their whole, like, cultural identity. I think that that's a huge part of casting white actors in these roles. And it happened with, like, Ghost in, well, Ghost in the Shell is a whole different demon all in itself. But, like, yeah, I feel like a lot of times when you, when they whitewash these things to broaden them for a Western audience, it loses the identity that gave it the heart that it had. And I that, heard that Scarlett Johansson was going to get casted as Rosa Parks. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. Because <laughs> we are having 
fluid discussion. <laughs> and god damn it. It's just it's it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Scarlett Johansson. It would be somebody like fucking No, the meme is that it's Scarlett Johansson. Is it wouldn't be Scarlett Johansson, it would be fucking Rachel Dolezal. And Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. You're offending my delegation. <laughs> but I, that that's my that's one problem I have with a lot of the anime movies is there's no, the budgets are definitely way too low. They gotta stop coming at it with that Dragon Ball Z energy, like that whole Dragon Ball. <laughs> that's my point. It doesn't. It just the Netflix Death they Note. They do not float. The Netflix Death Note was hot garbage. <laughs> And not that not made be- that made Lakeith Stanfield look like Gary Busey. Yo, not and it wasn't even because of the actors, yo. It was the, the like, like I, I liked Lakeith Stanfield being casted in that role, and they were perfect. They finally got Willem Dafoe to be Ryuk, like everybody's been begging. Yeah, it just sucked. Yeah, because they they watered. And it wasn't it Willem Dafoe's fault. Stop watering. Okay, here's another problem I had. Stop watering down your source material. The things that make a lot of these things iconic is because they are so raw and so, like... I understand creative liberty, but there's also a difference between creative liberty and creatively going off the rails. Yeah. Like, I don't make movies. I would if I could, though. And I know it's a hard thing to do, but some of this stuff just feels foolhardy. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I just had that a sudden... Full Metal Alchemist remake was hot garbage. I, I have a... I didn't uh, enjoy Something it suddenly just popped into my head. Like, full-out ADHD moment. What's poppin'? Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off of a bat in concert. Dog. Where... Manu the... Ginobili snapped, slapped a bat out of thin air in a basketball game. That's it. Like, that just popped in my head. I thought you were going to connect the red No, no, I'm just saying, like, if, if if all this started from from somebody eating a bat, like, Ozzy Osbourne straight up bit the head off of a bat. So, Lil Boozy admitted that he buys his sons and his nephews prostitutes because he doesn't want them to be gay. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, then. And I don't know if... So, apparently, you didn't hear about that? No. I mean, are you a Boozy fan? Like... Ugh. Like, like, Louisiana little boozy? Yeah. Oh. Okay, so you're not a boozy fan. I mean, like, like I mean, like, I, free boozy. I didn't, like, yeah, yeah no, not, not on that level, no. Not on that level, no. I mean, it's not a problem. I'm not a huge boozy fan either. It's just, I keep wondering That's why. That's problematic. That thing's like an onion of problems. Oh, yeah, that's my point. Like, he so he's he keeps popping up every time he says something about gay people, which is at least once a year. He says something about gay people. Like I think last year he was mad that all the gay people were getting TV shows and they were showing gay sex on TV and stuff like that. And he's like, "What if my kids is watching this shit?" And it's like, "Well, why are your kids watching shows with gay sex in it?" But that also he so most recently. He was on IG Live talking about how he, you know, and I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong for even questioning his parenting tactics. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong for talking about another man you're when also he's not, not here to defend himself. You're also not in the financial position to buy Des prostitutes. I wouldn't. Nigga, what? 
That shit. I'm not saying you would to begin with. I'm just saying you don't even have the financial means to do so. I mean, if let's not possible. question. I was gonna say let's not question my financial capabilities. Like I'm just saying, it's wild. It's wild as shit. To to okay. Here's my whole. That just goes to show where my mind goes. Is the first thing I think of is your ability to financially. <laughs> Could I buy prostitutes? Could you buy prostitutes for your son? Yo, okay, no. My thing is, why would you tell people that? I don't know. What is it about the internet and social media? The only media? type of people that should be told that are the ones that are legally not allowed to tell anyone else. Dog, okay, what is it about the internet and social media that makes people want to say everything? Say all the quiet parts out loud. Like, everybody wants their you know, completely worthless internet karma. Is is that what it's about? Because this nigga really thought, and I mean, yeah. I mean, there's been psychological studies that, you know, whenever people get likes and things like that, they get an endorphin hit. So you gonna expose your child abuse to the whole ass planet? To go trending? I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't. I'm not saying some people would. His, his youngest like, nephew is like nine. Nine. I. Uh. Let that shit sink in. My nigga, I'm just saying, like, I. Okay. Problematic moment. I'm gonna be openly honest with y'all. Like, think about how I feel about the whole situation. Might have to edit this out. We'll just keep that I in mind. I could care less. Either way. Come at me how you want to in the comments. Let's go down for it because this is the hill I'm willing to die on. I'm going to love my son regardless. Do I want him to, you know, procreate the same way I did? Yeah, that would be great at the end of the day, but it ain't going to change my mind no matter what the fuck way. The other he, thing is, is like, he's like and, and, nine. Like maybe he, he'll get the point, but like maybe they'll just show up and be like, I'm not feeling it. You want to play Fortnite? Nigga, that's his life. I'm not really, I mean, look, here's the thing. I'm finna be a grandpappy, right? Like, I'm ready for all that, but like, I'm not trying to raise his kids the fuck. So if he choose not to have kids, the fuck am I supposed to, like, yeah, I'm gonna be a little hurt, but it's not my fucking life. I mean, if you send a prostitute to a nine-year-old, like, I mean. I'm not gonna send him. That's my point. Like, to prevent him from being gay? The fuck? How afraid of gay people are I'm just saying, like, is, like, the nine-year-old even gonna care and just be like, hey, I'm on Fortnite. Do you want to join? I mean, we not, I'm not gonna get into the stuff I was thinking about when I was nine, but I, I don't understand why it's such a big fucking deal. Like, I... Some people really is afraid of that shit like that. The, to the fact that they are willing to traumatize... Because personally, like, even though I was thinking about that kind of shit at nine, like, if a grown-ass woman... From my perspective, losing, if it feels good and you know it, that's a sin. Yo, and this nigga was saying he buying them grown women. Grown women. Women that good know and you what know they it, do. And you really want to show it. That's a me too moment and that's a sin. Yo, I'm just saying, son. Like, yo, you like you nine years old. You playing like, cause back, you know, back when I was nine, we was playing like fucking Sega Genesis and shit. Like, Sega. Like, I'm playing Sonic the Hedgehog and woman walking with the titties out. Rolling about, around at the speed of sound. Yeah, places <laughs> to go. Got to follow my rainbow. Song is fire. Yeah. I'm so glad when I booted up Super Smash Brothers that they had that on the Sonic level. 
I'm just I'm still stuck on the fact that this nigga really like told the internet like okay problematic it's one thing that he was doing it it's a whole nother thing to tell the internet you do it. that's just dumb that's just dumb it's like Takashi six nine snitching and then making a song about how he's snitching <laughs> like dog whatever you did what you had to do right you served your time you got your life back and you still clout chasing my nigga it feels like he clout chasing and I don't understand who Boozy is clout chasing from like oh I thought that? you were about Takashi I was about to say I will go hiding under the biggest oh. rock and I'm not about to keep talking about Boosie, right? Because Boosie definitely got... I got peoples in Louisiana, right? So I'm not trying to go down to Louisiana and, you know, get my shit kicked in. But, but, from me, if I could say anything without being offensive, my nigga, if you ever happen to listen to this, stop talking to them people, man. Stop talking to them people. You're not going to teach them nothing. They don't want to hear the lessons you're trying to teach them. Stop it. Keep that shit to yourself. Stop it. Get, Get some, some help. help. Please don't send no hitters after me. <laughs> so, Michael Jordan doc ended. It was great. And that last shot of his Bulls career, it just... It was just a great ending. Iconic? Yeah, Absolutely. So and he should, just know just seeing that pose where he held, he held the gooseneck shot yeah. and bounced two times right after it went in and held it. It was it honestly just I can't believe that his career ended like without his wizard shit. I can't believe his career ended <laughs> so storybook perfect. <laughs> and that's the worst part is that you have to always just go and then the wizard shit. And the baseball thing. Yeah. Which, so did they cover the baseball thing? Yeah. Oh, they absolutely did. So did they cover all aspects of the baseball thing? About how he may or may not have gotten shadow banned? Yes, they, they covered that too. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> hey, covered it all. Hey, Mike, why don't you go play baseball for a year, buddy? But basically, I People mean, like, his dad was murdered and he needed basically therapy. Like, he just needed to get away. Yeah. Uh, so you go, but that speaks to the whole ass kind of like persona of fucking Michael Jordan, right? Because instead of like just going to rehab, which I'm sure he did and everything, instead of, you know, just disappearing to like Africa, which he totally could have or Europe, this nigga said, you know, you know what I'm going to do? Fuck them kids. I want to play baseball for a year. I want to do a different sport. I don't even care if I'm good at it. I just want to take time to enjoy the sport that I first fell in love with. He wasn't bad at it. No. Like, I mean, they... Like, he always gets clowned, but, I mean... Yeah, the hard, it's, it's The fun. absolute hardest thing to do in the entirety of sports is hit a major league basketball. Hardest thing to do in the entirety of sports, without question. I can't once it's broken, once it's broken down, that you actually try to understand what it's like to try to hit a ninety-five uh, mile no. an hour fastball. Oh, no. It's superhuman. Yeah, with a bat like the size of maybe like seven centimeters thick or centimeters seven inches thick. Like your ba- people that are able to hit a ninety-five mile an hour fastball are essentially, in a way, be able to look into the future. That's a stretch. I get where you're going. It's the it's the ability to perceive body language in a way that is predictive to an outcome. Yes, because the the eye 
physically does not see the ball, like, really... No, the batters If learn, you're not swinging, like, the ball... If, it's if it's, six, if it's 60 sure. feet and 6 inches away from, from the, the rubber to home plate, you have to have started your swing when the ball has traveled at most, like, 20 feet. And if you count for the gate and stride and release point of the pitcher, yeah, which could be upwards of 6 feet, yeah. you're looking at... 14 feet but that's what a I ball was... traveling at 95 miles an hour, yes. which if I did the math, like, it's it's the smallest of a fraction of a second to be able to pick up where that is and then basically extrapolate where the ball is going to go. Correct. To hit with a bat that's maybe three inches in diameter. Yeah, and I was going to say seven, around seven inches in circumference at its widest point. At its widest point, and said that's a that's a wide margin. Like I'm rounding off numbers, but that's exactly what I was saying. It it's about body language and reaction timing. Batters have to learn pitchers. Like it's not just about going out there and swinging. When you get to the major leagues, that's the point. It's not about being able to swing your bat fast enough and in the right angle to hit the ball. You have to the ability to learn your competitor. It's it's almost like a boxer. Like sometimes. Knowing your opponent is the way to winning a match. You can't just be a good fighter. You have to be able to study your opponent's moves. That's one of the big things that I have learned about playing games of a variety is I I know that I am not as mechanically gifted as other people, but I know that I can process information very quickly and I can make decisions. So like on League of Legends you have the option to turn on like all of these different things that pop up on your screen like how much experience you get from or how much damage you do or your screen can flash on damage and everything and a lot of people just want to stay completely focused and they just want to turn all of that shit off. Me, I'm the opposite. The more information I have at any given time, I'm able to make a decision based off of that. So, yes, I have all of these timers on on the game. Yes, my screen flashes when I have damage. It flashes when I get crowd controlled. Yes, you know, I see whenever I hit a minion how much damage I get, how much gold I get, how much mana it spent. It's like a fuck ton of numbers all flashing at you. And it can be overwhelming, but once after playing so many games, I'm able to just, like, take all of that in. It's like, say I kill a little thing. Information and react to it in... In real time, the way it's delivered to you helps you strategize a yes. little bit better than what it would if it was just shut off and, and you were playing with, by instinct. And alone. with this information, I'm able to try to take a strategical advantage going into the game and tactical incremental advantages throughout the game. Exactly. Because while I may not be as mechanically gifted, but if I recognize I need to do something three seconds before you do which is, in a mechanically gifted person's mind, an enormous amount of time. But for me, thinking ahead, knowing, yes, I can fight here, or no, I can fight here, I can either set myself up for the surprise attack, or I can just get away so I save resources. Yeah, it's like having an Edith without having an Edith. I mean, I can go into a damn it on games on how literally every single game in existence boils down to time. Well... You mean the mastering of a game? No, I mean every game entirely. The from the beginning to I the mean, conclusion like the of master- the game is nothing more than a measurement of time. Every single game in existence is a measurement of explain. 
you are the first to do something, the longest to do something, the uh, person to do the most or least of something within a given set of time. I'm trying to follow you here because I'm... Basketball, who is the person, who is the team to score the most points in 48 minutes? Okay, so you mean the point of playing a game. King of the Hill, the longest to survive. Yeah, yeah, the mastery of a game. That's what I mean. That's what I was thinking. The goal of every game. Yeah, the goal of every game. The point of playing every game. is is boils down to, at some point, nothing more than some kind of measurement of time. Yeah, because all games are means to pass the time (laughs) that's what we play games for because we got bored and we were like hey you know what we should do let's do something to help us not think about how long we've been fucking sitting here i i got a stick and i'm gonna draw something in the dirt okay in the first and you gonna draw here look at this yeah that that thing it's a circle i'm gonna call it a circle and this is Across, and we're gonna. Tr- and if I get three of these in a row, I win. But so it, you're the first one to get three in a row. Exactly. And, and so you're the first to do something. And I'm gonna try it in the shortest amount of time. Yeah. Exactly. But you gotta keep me from doing it so we can pass the time. I had this like moment of. So we're going down a riptide, and also a nerd. Corner. Uh, this is a clear riptide. So this and... is this is uh, also now a nerd corner. So the thing that made me realize this clearly is everybody's learned games are extremely important to my life. I have learned countless things through them. They're important to human nature. So I played this game called Bravely Default, and it's an RPG in the stylings of an old Final Fantasy. So your turn-based combat. Yeah. Now they took this brilliant twist on it where they realized that you don't have to use like turns as just a way to order actions between characters, but what if you use turns as a resource? Now, this sounds very strange, right? You I, had the I action. kind of follow, though. Okay, so, but talk, talk basically, about you had two different type of actions. You had Brave, and you had Default. Right. So, let's start with Default, as it's probably easier to explain. I think you fu- can use default where it defends and you take 50% reduced damage. Right. But that's all you do for that turn. So you basically passed your turn. From that, you scored a battle point or basically a turn point. Okay. So your next go okay. around goes, you okay. have one turn point. Now you can brave. So you can front load a turn or use the brave point that you saved from the previous turn to take two turns in a row. Yeah. You can also just brave four times in a row to where you take four actions in a row, but no longer can do anything for four turns. So then you realize that your damage output and your healing output and things are boiling down to what you can do in a turn. And if you're realizing that everybody else is basing their things off of what they can do in any, any given in a turn. Single turn. Now you're, you have to strategize. It, it, it made me realize that all I have to do is cancel out what they're doing in their turns versus what I'm doing in my turns. And after that, I saw certain abilities that were able to basically save me entire turns. Like, I had one called Angelic Ward where if my guy was going to get killed, 
they would live at one life. Ah. So at that point, it doesn't matter if I'm at one life or at 10,000, all I need is that one turn. Yeah, and it gives you one extra turn to either finish out the deal or... And then from that, I was able to branch it out. I was like, wait a second. Getting an advantage is doing this before this person does this. Yep. And it just, it, it opened my Learning eye to... Your opponent. It, it was like the biggest eye-opening experience when I just... It was like a third eye being opened. <laughs> to, to games in general. And it was just like, it all boils down to time. And from yeah. that, I've been able to determine like a general like play strategy. In Hunter x Hunter, there's actually a scene where Meruem the Chimera Ant King is talking about playing Goongi against the uh, the girl Kamugi and uh, how everybody has their own play patterns when it comes to games and he was fighting uh, Netero at the time and he was seeing that there is a pattern in his attacks and he was seeing the same thing relate to how uh, he plays games mm. and that also brings me to one of my favorite quotes of all time, Plato once said, an hour of play discovers more than a year of conversation. Ooh. Now think about that. You're inherently going to be talking while you're playing, more than likely. But you also get to see how people problem solve. You get to see how people deal with conflict. You get to see how people interact with others. No, you're right. And... I, like I said earlier, one of like the most ever, important things that you can do... If you were going to meet somebody do, for the first time and play Risk, who's the first asshole that tries to keep Australia? Like I said, it would be somebody who's learned how to learn people first before you even learn how to learn the game. Because once you learn the game, understanding your opponent is going to be the key thing, the key structure. What do people play for? What it, like Is it pride he's playing for? We're talking for about practice, man. <laughs> You're trying... <laughs> to become the king. You, you've seen The Wire, right? D'Angelo Barksdale's speech. And what? Because the king uh, will matter. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hey, yo, lesson here, babe. You come at the king, you best not miss. All right, so Ziggy needs therapy. Uh-oh. Ziggy needs therapy. Are we getting into it? Yeah, I'm just... I'm feeling a general over like I, I feel like I've finally realized that this whole vaguely gestures is hitting me. This whole dun 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 Rona. No, I wish that we just had the microphone on for that. The dog started barking, but what we just had happen was such a synopsis of everything that was it's, going on. It was peak 2020, yo. You start it. That was was peak 2020. All right, so we record at an undisclosed location known as Mikasa, not Sukasa, and and every now and again we get the beach you, house. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and every now and again, you know, my family lives here. So we have family things going on. We live a normal life. We just like one of y'all. 
my son came in just now because the ice cream truck is running around. Oh, or rolling so wholesome. around. It was so wholesome. We hear him upstairs scrambling for his change. He's finally got enough change on his way out. My fiance goes to hand him an extra dollar. And as he's running out for the ice cream truck, you can hear him scream, wait, wait. And then she calls behind him, you forgot your mask. <laughs> you forgot your son. Son. It was like a Norman Rockwell painting gone wrong. Oh, Norman Rockwell meets fucking... Who's the dude that did the fly? Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yo, like... This is like Norman Rockwell meets Christopher Nolan. Nah. Oh, man. That was... Whew, that was so And that just brings me right into my point. Like, my general overall malaise of this whole situation... Like, I slept for two straight days. I've been losing track of what day it is. I wake up. I'll, you know, I have, I'm like, anything that I had for a general structure is gone. You know, any way I had it just, like, relieving tension just kind of feels gone. And it's it's kind of just, like, really hitting me where I'm like, oh, this is, like, this is really... Yeah, like impacting me at this point. This is really it's, any the little structure that I have now. I'm now struggling with like it's yeah. I mean, this has been going on for a really long time now, and the people who were okay with it, everybody's starting to crack a little bit. Everybody's starting to crack a little bit. It's it, nobody knows what's gonna happen next. Are we gonna are we going off lockdown? Or are we going back on lockdown? I mean, places my, my that tor- have my. Tickets for the Deftones just got canceled, and now I have to think whether or not I want to get the refund or just get the tickets for the next tour, which God knows when that's going to be. Damn. Damn. Yo, it's crazy because the places that have come off of lockdown have seen spikes, like the the second that second wave that everybody's warning about. China. China. is China. China. Can we put the China drop in? <laughs> China has seen a spike. They've hit their second wave all over. You know, it's... This we're not done with. Just to clarify, you mean the Trump drop, right? Yeah. All right. Of course, the Trump drop. I don't even know if I want to use that because that would dignify us using his words. They're not his words. They're they're the words of a clown at this point. Man, I don't want tears from. He's a lame duck. He's a lame duck. He's always been a lame duck. The last. You know the Pagliacci joke, right? Yeah, I know. I know, but do you know what a lame duck is, right? Yeah. Yeah. The the last hot take, the last two presidents have been lame duck presidents. But but y'all not ready to have that discussion yet. I Please love tell Barack me this is too. not some reptilian overlord master race shit. Oh god no. No, absolutely not. But if you think that like the presidency really matters, then you don't understand the United States government. You're saying Mitch McConnell's been the problem the whole time? No, I'm saying that there are CIA directors that have been in, like, their acting positions through six or seven presidents. And who do you think comes to key the president in on what's going in every four or what's going I mean, on there, every four years? There's a reason years. that one of the biggest names in history for 40 years in American textbooks is Edgar J. Hoover. It's. Uh, fucking, um, God, Henry Kissinger. Why do I always hear that name and think he's an author? <laughs> no, not at all. Man, like, it's, 
All I'm saying, I'm not talking about reptiles. I'm saying it goes deeper than the fucking president, dog. And you can start with Congress. Like, if you really want to get to the nitty gritty of, like, how we're really conducted, it all starts in the fucking Senate. And once you understand how the Senate works, then you can understand how the House of Representatives works. And then once you understand those two, then move on to the Supreme Court. And then we really need to talk about And then what you really need to do is to dive into ancient Roman history with Senate politics and see how that all works out. I don't even feel like that's ultimately relevant anymore. I mean, if you want to, yeah, sure, it's fun to make the connections. But what you really need to understand is, like, the American economy and go back to the fucking Gilded Age. And once you start to understand the, like, icons of industry or whatever the fuck it is they want to call them. and Your Rockefellers, your Carnegies. Yes, yeah, yeah, go back there. Start there, then push forward. You can even push past the whole, like, slavery thing. Like, when blacks were free and all that. That, like, y'all not ready to have that talk yet. <laughs> and I don't want to get my door kicked in. History impacts where we are today. Yeah. And where we are today is in a constant state of stasis and it's really it, it's it's starting it it's is, really starting to get to me it is a chaotic stagnation it's flood water it's it, <laughs> um it is a point of high alert with no actual these, doing these pods are both a highlight of my week but at the same time it's kind of just like talking into the abyss yeah because like what what is going on we don't know every day is a it's like a daily update from the fucking government and right now our government feels like like if you listen to our very early episodes with all their shitty production value then you can see that we were talking about shit that was going relevant all the time different things just like before, I, like, I hate to say it because I hate making everything about him because it's not about him, but before before dumb Richard Nixon was president, <laughs> it seemed like there was more content. Now everything is about him because he's a reality TV show star, and the one thing I will give him credit at is the motherfucker is good at marketing. He's okay at advertising. He's really good at branding, though. And in an odd way, <laughs> he's he found that niche that Americans clamor for, that ideal kind of rich excess, that shit that makes you, that grandiose, like, garish exploitation of wealth. I'm so in it, my nigga, that I wrote my name in gold on the front of my motherfucking building. Fuck with me. Like, that is the lifestyle that he wanted to live. That's the image the, that he portrayed. One of the funniest things is that that image came back to bite him in the ass when they moved into the White House. I, I think um, Melania requested, a, um, I believe it was a Picasso from the MoMA. And yeah. the MoMA was like, no, we can't really afford to give you that one, but we can give you this uh, gilded toilet. You can have the gold toilet. And the funny toilet. thing is, is That's I think a joke. Trump probably took it thinking it was a compliment and it was in his aesthetic absolutely i'm not even mad at the nigga you know what, for liking Tr- you know gold, what the team trump stands for tacky Ooh, ooh, you are catty today this is very catty of you the way you came at your mom about the advertising i was just thinking about that <laughs> yo but it's 
I'm not you see, even... this is why. So, it's like, do you? This is a perfect example of why I bite my tongue in public all the time. Do you bite your tongue at me, sir? No, no, no like I seriously do. I I, yeah. I'm, I'm like, if I really go off me? on some people, they're going to end up in therapy, and it's not okay. You ain't gotta tell me. I'm sure our audience gets by now that sometimes I can be just really chill and really mellow. And then there are times where I'm like, what, I'm saying shit that you're like, whoa, what the fuck? How the fuck? Oh, okay, that guy, Um, we gotta, we gotta watch that guy. I'm sure I'm on the list somewhere in somebody's book. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, Never mind. Billy Madison, that's such a great movie. Hey, shout out to my FBI agent, though. Hi, NSA. What's up, Ted? So the wife and kids, I said, hey, I hope y'all still listening. Yeah. I hope y'all still with us. I know we went on a huge riptide. I had a whole outline going. We really have structure, you guys. We have things that we come to the table with that... You see, the we, funny thing is, is we actually covered most of it. I mean, we haven't gone into the uh, the stimulus check round two. I don't think it's going to pass. I honestly don't think we really need to go that much into it because we know it's not going to pass. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we kind of went into that just now without actually going into that. I mean, you, we, Mitch McConnell talking about he want to see how small businesses do with the first round of openings. But as I said, after the first round of openings, a lot of states and cities second saw wave. a second wave and huge spikes in COVID cases. So... I don't right, know. So that's that's still in development. Let's just um, th- this is a positive thing to end on because we're past an hour at this point. So, but you did wrote, you want to talk about the Facebook avatars though? Because like that's a that's a thing. People I mean, I are guess. out here. Like, did you do yours yet? I did mine, and I was kind of disappointed. All right, so a the the outfits were really limited. Okay. B I wish they had like the Bitmoji thing where you could just take a selfie and it would convert it for you. Yeah. And. and, and yeah. See, I was really disappointed that, like, while I was doing it, you didn't have, like, the uh, the me menu from when you were doing Nintendo Wii, making your me. Mm. I, I missed that music while I was doing it. Because, like, <laughs> if you look at, like, the face structure and everything, it straight up just looks like you're making a me. Damn. Yeah. No, I've seen a bunch of them. I tried to like, make one. even with the one. fucking menu to give yourself, like, age lines and shit like that. Yeah. I tried to make one even though I don't be on Facebook like that. I'm sorry, guys. I don't be on Facebook like that. But I wasn't fucking with it. They're trash. They're trash heavy, yo. I'm not. I mean, I made one. I mean, everybody's making one because, yeah, we got to be a part of the group. Yay. I just made one because my friend shared one, and I was like, sure, why not? I'm a part of something. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to take that away from y'all. It sucks right now. There's nothing to be... We can't go to the bar together and actually experience, like, real mo- like moments and so, stuff. So, I guess let's just go on this, this one positive thing that we had. The five favorite things that have happened for us or for anything since lockdown and um i didn't write anything down so i'm just gonna like blurb out i didn't write anything down so, either, so. I, i'm just gonna say um the final fantasy 7 remake coming out ah, how's that how far have you gotten now? i so i told you i i went back and got thrown back in the last time like five boss battles so i'm taking a break yeah, I'm taking a break. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm having a really good win streak rough. on. I'm having a there. really good win streak on League of Legends. Okay, playing my girl Shivana again. Felt it, yeah, just Ooh. you know, fuck with it. Fuck yeah, with you, it. you get back on, on the horse. 
So what's and what's Shivana like? What she is she made? Is she, she is a she is a half dragon. Whoa! So she she gets fucking in there. So she starts off okay. as this like you know like humanoid like dragon. She's got purple skin. Ooh. Like her whole storyline is she's like she's not really accepted by like the dragon kin and. She was basically, like, running away from the dragons who were trying to kill her. And then the crown prince, J4, was getting attacked by something, and Shivana saved his life. So J4 took her in as part of the, like, royal guard. Mm. So she's learning to adapt as, like, a half-human, half-dragon in a human society. Kind of like the Superman idea. Uh, I'm an alien and in a human world. But she actually, she looked like an alien, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, uh, so, but... You know, she's a badass. She attacks. She got fire that goes all around her. She shoots giant fireballs. And then Uh, when she's, like, really pissed off and uses her ultimate, she just dives in and turns full out into a dragon. Shit. And just rips everybody in the fucking melee. Yup. Yeah, I got you. I got you. And she's a fucking badass. So would you say League of Legends has been one of your favorite things to happen since the whole lockdown? Yeah. Actually, uh, I've been getting a lot of refreshing. Just, like, playing League in general, like... It's, uh, okay. I know we have the Ziggy Needs Therapy where I need to focus on Smash. I've been trying to jam that in when I can, but, you yeah. know, League, for some reason, is the one, it, it, it takes a, a good time investment, but it also, it, like I said earlier, I'm not the most mechanically inclined. This is a game that does require some mechanics to it, but it's probably the game that's the easiest for me to, like, use my thought processing and and strategy to okay. my advantage. I got you. I got you. So it allows you to use your, stri- yeah, your strategic advantages to the best of your. By advantage. the way, this is a very big uh, differentiation. Strategy and tactics are different. Strategy is your beginning overall plan that you try to follow. Your tactics are your mid-game. How you adapt to that. Yes, plan. your tactics are the uh, actions you take mid mid battle or game or anything to work towards your strategy exactly okay okay so that's that that was two things so you got three more things two things um three three has just been um going outside taking a drive um and just what you been doing when you go outside? What you go for bike rides? You well, I'll, I'll on, go for I'll, a roll. Yeah, on the yeah, Healy's. You Healy roll. Okay. Okay. Um, and um, this podcast has helped a lot. Yeah, this podcast has, has legitimately helped a lot. Therapy. And, uh, <laughs> the last like one therapy. is is just uh, whenever I walk into the house and there's a new package by my door. Uh, that shopping therapy. Ooh, something new for me. You know these J's look fresh. Yeah, I just got my Harachis. What's good? Hey, hey, but look, we're not we're not flexing because I know it's hard out here for a lot of people. We're just trying to help y'all. Maybe y'all can think about some of the things that look, have been we all good deserve, for you. We all deserve to have nice things. And, some, and the nice things that you have probably maybe have gotten the chance to buy uh, with all of this government money um some people I hope just you appreciate it. it that's what that's i like to switch it up i don't like to say everybody should have nice things but i like everybody should have nice experiences sometimes an experience is getting a nice thing sometimes a nice experience is come being, from the nice thing that you own being able to pay off all your bills because you got a little bit of extra money and you might just still Woo-hoo! be working 
right there. <laughs> exactly. Experience nice things. Sometimes it's nice to experience nice things. This is, you and know well, what I mean? Like, now, as simple as that sounds. Now, I just want to say, while everybody does deserve their nice things, well, do you have five things that you would want oh, to say? I thought you were going to say fuck Donald Trump. Cause <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. He did, he should, he's experienced too many nice things. And I don't, I'm really like, sometimes I get, you know, I, I take a step back and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be so fuck Donald Trump. Because sometimes I be defending some of the things that he does. Not really, but sometimes. And, but, nah, fuck that. Fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> it didn't even, I was gonna say something eloquent, but then I was like, nah. <laughs> I think he can eat a bag of dicks. So, do you have five things that yes. you... Yes, I do. Okay. One of my five things is the time that I have gotten to spend with my family. Like, I normally work night shift, so I don't get a lot of time during, like, waking normal people hours. That's definitely been good. You know, I get to be home with my family in the afternoon, so that's been a change up for me. So that's one. You know, and a lot of people aren't working at all right now and have to spend time with people that I know this pod has been two for you oh yeah yeah (laughs) so you're you got two that's two right there three the time I've been I mean I've actually taken this time like I said I'm working different hours now so I've had to change my schedule up a little bit and that's allowed me to get into getting back in shape and working out so I'm definitely thankful for that that's something that I've enjoyed um there's been a lot of good music that's coming out lately, and I've definitely that's helping carry me through a lot of this shit. It's even inspiring me to pick up some things again. Um, so that was what? That's four things. Five. Um, man, I'm healthy. I've been healthy throughout all of this shit, and that's that's. Not you know that's something to say because a lot of people haven't been able to say the same thing. I know people personally that have gotten sick, and I'm an essential worker, and I'm out here. Even though I sound stuffy right now, I promise it's not the Rona. <laughs> Just the fact that we had to say the five things that we've really enjoyed in quarantine is really putting an emphasis that none, none of, of this, this is normal. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Wait, why can't we talk about <laughs> it black It is time stuff? to talk about black stuff.